the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We as God's children need to understand that the laws given to Moses by God on Mount Sinai so many years ago have relevance in our lives today. Listen in today as Pastor Draper speaks from the subject, the Ten Commandments. Pastor Draper will be speaking from the Old Testament book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. I move, I move when the Spirit say move, but right now he still has me parked here. Exodus 23 says, says this, you shall have no other God before me. You shall have no other God, no other God before me. The Lord has convicted my heart to deal with another God as a dangerous God. It is one that is um, seductive and dangerous, deadly, and it is so pervasive in our society, and it is even wreaking havoc amidst God's people. I want to talk about today, and I'm not going to finish, and the next time I stand to preach, Lord willing, I'll continue it. I want to talk about the God of gambling. You should have no other gods before me, beyond me in the Hebrew, alongside of me. God is God all by himself and desires first place in our lives. And beside him, there is none other. The God of gambling. Multitudes around the world have bowed down to the God of gambling. This God desires and takes its worshipers time, money. It takes your energy, takes energy to gamble. It takes your career, it takes your character, it takes your joy, and it'll take even your family. Oh, it, it's a downright low-down God. And the influence of this God is deceiving the nations. Billy Graham writes, and I quote, The appeal of gambling is somewhat understandable. There is something alluring about getting something for nothing. I realize that and that is where the sin lies. Gambling of any kind amounts to theft by permission. The coin is flipped, the dices are rolled. Horses run and someone rakes in that which belongs to another. The Bible says in Genesis 3, 19, and it says, in the sweat of your Face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. <laughs> for out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. 
It doesn't say by the flip of a coin you shall eat your lunch. I realize that in most petty gambling, no harm is intended, but the principle is the same as in big gambling. The difference is only in the amount of money involved, unquote, by Billy Graham. Listen to what Mark Twain says. Mark Twain shrewdly observed that the best throw at a dice is, you want to know the best throw at a dice is to throw them away. (laughs) Unquote. Americans no longer agree with that. Gambling is the great American pastime. If you don't think that gambling is spreading like wildfire across America, just listen to this somber report taken from the National Gambling Impact Study Commission. Bear with me, but it is true. Gambling destroys marriages, undermines the worth ethic, increases crime, motivates suicide, destroys the financial security of families and is related to any number of other social issues. But there is another concern that should pose major worry for mothers and fathers. It is the alarming penetration of gambling into the world of children and teenagers. Are you listening, parents? Your kids may be at risk this very moment. Studies show that about two-thirds of teens have gambled in the past year. Sometimes they are betting on sports or cards with their friends. But a staggering percentage are gambling on legal activities despite their ages. In Massachusetts, 47% of seventh graders and three-quarters of high school seniors have played the lottery. Massachusetts Attorney General found that two-thirds of underage teens who tried were able to bet on Keno games run by the lottery. In a survey of 12,000 Louisiana adolescents, one quarter reported playing video poker, 17% had gambled on slot machines, and one in 10 had bet on horse or dog race. You're getting quiet, aren't you? Even more significant is what is happening to these young people as a result of their involvement with gambling. The same survey, uh, the same survey of Massachusetts high school students found that one in 20 had already been arrested for a gambling related offense. 10% experienced family problems due to gambling and 8% had gotten in trouble at work or school because of gambling. A Louisiana State University study shows that Louisiana youngsters in juvenile detention are roughly four times as likely to have a serious gambling problem as their peers. Two-thirds of the hardcore gamblers in detention admitted stealing specifically to finance their gambling. As for gambling at the college level, let's move on up a little bit. Sports Illustrated produced an in-depth three-part series that described gambling as the dirty little secret on college campuses where it is rampant and prospering. Betting also threatens the integrity of collegiate activities 
and athletics. A national study by the University of Michigan earlier in 1999 found that 45% of male college football and basketball players admit to gambling on sports despite rules explicitly prohibiting such activities. More than 5% admit shaving points, leaking inside information for gambling purposes or betting on their own games. Let's deal with internet gambling. I'm not going to, I'm going to, it's going to have to be a part two. It's kind of in-depth. This is still intro. (laughs) There are dozens of sites in operation which allows you to bet from the comfort of your own living room. Experts say that gambling addiction is related to several factors, chief among these being access to gambling and the speed of the games. Internet gambling is a lethal combination of these factors. Further, uh, what's to keep a youngster from getting a hold of mom and dad's credit card and literally betting the house away from the bedroom? The acceptance of gambling into everyday life is a historic shift in culture philosophy. University of Nevada, Las Vegas professor William N. Thompson observed that the era of expanded legalized gambling has coincided with a trend toward increased permissiveness in society. There certainly is a connection between attitudes about lifestyle, sex, and gambling. Pornography even abortion and occasionally drug use and attitudes toward ga- are all lines up with the area of gambling. The notion that government has no business in our bedrooms relate to the notion that government has no business telling us how to spend our leisure time and our own money as long as we are doing so without coercion or harm for others. Unquote. The ethic of self-denial The ethic of saving and capital accumulation is being replaced with a hedonistic consumerism. What Christopher Lash called a culture of narcissism. Deferred gratification is shelved in favor of instant demand. Americans want more and they want it now. The philosophy of gambling undercuts one's ability and desire to defer gratification in order to accomplish a goal. Individual enterprise, thrift, effort, and self-denial are set aside for chance, gain, immediate satisfaction, and self-indulgence. In this sense, gambling exemplifies a reversal of American values. It was Eugene Martin Christensen who says... He believes America's new affair with gambling is part of a fundamental change that is irreversible at this point because the country is changing with fewer people going to church, more older people with time and money on their hands, and especially with state lottery advertising campaigns that make it seem that buying lottery tickets is almost our patriotic duty. Unquote. Losing the bet now. <laughs> Beloved, gambling is a spiritual and financial 
time bomb in a pretty package. And no demographic group is immune to the social pathologies associated with it. Christians are becoming just as materialistic as everyone else. The higher that thing, how, how much was that jackpot a few weeks ago? Now you act, now you act like you don't hear, don't see anything. <laughs> what was it, 80 what? 86 million? And some of y'all, I know you got the itch. He said, now that's a bit. Somebody said, oh, Lord. (laughs) Christians are becoming materialistic. Just as materialistic as everyone else. The lure of quick riches entices Christians to gamble too. As we're near the coming of Jesus Christ, Satan and his demons are making an all-out attack on this world system. Satan is having great success with alcoholism, pornography, drugs, abortion, materialism, humanism. And now to compound the problem, we have a severe outbreak. I called it in my own term, gambolitis. It's deadly. It's eroding the moral fiber of our society. That was all intro. Now let's get to the crust. Let's get to the main thing. What does God think about <laughs> gambling? Some of y'all kind of confused. And then some of y'all are really not confused. You just want to be confused. You can understand what you want to understand, but you really want to do what you want to do so you don't want to understand it. What does God think about gambling? That's all that really matters. I'll tell you what he thinks about it. He hates it. He hates it. Some of you all, under my voice, perhaps you have a lottery ticket in your purse, in your wallet, in your house, on your dresser. You can't get gas. You can't go to a store. There's a line. They need a gambling line. They need a gas line. I I can't get my gas for some of y'all getting in my way. He hates it. And when we commit such a sin, we put ourselves in position to be chastened by God. Tell you why he hates it. Why is it so why is it why is gambling so dangerous? Why does God hate gambling? You say, preacher, he hate he hates it? Yeah. Why does he hate it? Well, let me give you a couple of reasons. I'm not gonna be able to finish it, but let me just give you something to whet your appetite spiritually. Number one. Gambling is bad stewardship. Say stewardship. It's bad stewardship. Not only does the 10% you give to God belong to God, but the 90% belongs to the Lord also. We're responsible to God as to how we manage everything that comes into our possession. Turn with me to Psalms 24.1. Everything belongs to the Lord. None of it's yours. Matter of fact, you belong to the Lord. I hope you know that by now. Psalms 24.1, it says, The earth is the Lord and the fullness of the world and everything that dwells where? In it. Everything belongs to the Lord. You belong to the Lord. Your clothes belong to the Lord. Your house belongs to the Lord. Your, Your car is the Lord's. Every dime you make is the Lord's. Your retirement is the Lord's. 
Every check, it ain't my check, it's the Lord's check. I mean, your education is the Lord's. Everywhere, your, your life belongs to the Lord. Your years, your days, your breath, your energy, your mind, your eyes, your fingers, your skills. Everything belongs to the Lord. Some of you are pretty good tithers. Praise God. But let me tell you something. You don't just say, Lord, I give you that. Now, I give you 10%. You ask for that. Now, now, leave mine alone. Wait a minute. Every penny that God puts in your hand is his. And even after you've honored him with the first portion, you are to acknowledge God about the 90% or whatever percentage that you have left in your possession. Won't y'all say amen? It's the Lord's. Turn to 1 Corinthians 4.2. It's bad stewardship. 1 Corinthians 4.2. Look at the Bible. Everything belongs to the Lord. Now, how can you take something that belongs to the Lord and chance it away? When it's really his. How are you going to lose his money? 1 Corinthians 4.2. Moreover, it is required in stewards. That one be found what? Faithful. A steward is one who manages the, the possessions of another. You know, and don't you know we're stewards? We are caretakers. We are managing that which belongs to the Lord. And the Bible teaches that we are to use our God-given wealth to support the work of God. Here's, here's, here's why, why money is coming to your possession. First of all, you ought to work. Let me just start there first. Some folks don't want to work. If a man don't work, he don't eat. If you don't feed him, he'll go to work. A 40-year-old, 50-year-old sitting in your house still talking about mama give me. You teach him work early. Work early. Work. The work ethic is healthy. It is very healthy. And God expects us to work. And, and, we, and when we work, listen, it's to support the work of God. We give in order to give to God. That's number one, right? Then we are, we, we receive funds. God has blessed us with funds, uh, from our work, uh, for our families. Okay. You're to support the needs of your family. A man that won't take care of his household is worse than an infidel. You're in bad shape. Take, you, t- you take care of your family. Amen. You're to meet the needs of others. God will bring people into your path and taught to be a blessing. Sometimes you all want to shift the responsibility to give it to somebody else. No, it's your responsibility. Many times God is testing to see what you're going to do. You do. You, you're to give to others. Uh-huh. You ought to do that. You, you ought to support the work of the government. Some of y'all like giving to the government. But hey, when the 15th is coming, it's April now. Amen. They get all this. And if you late, they get interest on top. What if God charged you interest for all your lack of tithing? <laughs> I don't want to go there right now. <laughs> you would also give to the poor. Give to the, won't you, you bless when you give to those 
who can't give to you in return. You know, we're professionally giving to somebody that can give us something back. But how about what about that person you know can't give you anything back and you can bless them expecting nothing in return? That's why God has put these resources in your hand. Are you a good steward? Gambling is bad stewardship. Because once you've gambled it away, what do you have left for others? Amen. How can you pay your taxes if you've lost it all? How can you support the poor if you've gambled it away? It's bad stewardship. Why is gambling so dangerous? Listen, it is absolutely amazing how many Christians will have problems giving at least 10% of their income and waste it on gambling. Even if one wins, he has it for a few moments and it's gone. He has no treasures in heaven, no eternal dividend. So in other words, gambling will rob you of your eternal investment. That's a big one. Gambling will rob you of your eternal investment. Investment, it will do that. Look at Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Matthew chapter 6. Verses 19 through 21. Matthew 6, 19 through 21. It will rob you of your eternal investment. Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Look what it says. Do not lay up for yourself. Now, you need to underline that. So, see, y'all look over that. Underline yourself. Do you, do you see yourself in, the, in your Bible? It, you didn't skip that, did you? That's the problem right there is you. It's self. You know, I preached about the God of self, didn't I? Do not lay up for, for whom? Yourself. yourself. And you know what? Spend all your time laying up for yourself. Why, why folk gamble? <laughs> they ain't gambling for God. <laughs> they ain't gambling. They're not gambling for the poor. You know, come on now, get off of that. They're gambling for themselves. They're looking for their own self-interest. They're looking out for their own self-interest. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and what? Steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be what? When you gamble... You're saying where your heart really is. Yeah, the issue is not, look, the issue is not the treasure we gain here, but rather the treasures we lay up in heaven. What if you won that $86 million? <laughs> you, number one, you have all kind of problems. And you have all kind of friends. Amen. And, and listen, you'll make a mess out of yourself because you can't handle what you got now. Won't y'all just say amen? amen. Who in here? Y'all raise your hand. Who in here? Who in here has been gambling? Who in here has laid their treasures on earth? You want to buy a boat? You want to go to Hawaii? But you got to come back home. <laughs> yeah. 
Folk break in, they steal. You buy anything, it wears out, it rusts out, and that's your reward. What does it profit you to gain $86 million and lose your soul? The Lord is going to help me preach that taste out of your mouth and out of your life and out of your hands. All I'm saying is gambling will rob you of your eternal investments. And then, listen, here's another thing gambling will do. Gambling leads to financial bondage. It leads to financial bondage. And when one gets in debt, it hinders the work of God. Gambling leads to what? And when one gets into debt, it hinders the work of God. Many folk have become broke, lost their homes, been put in a shelter outside, robbed their children, took funds out of their educational funds. It's hard to recover from those kinds of losses. Gambling leads to financial bondage, and when one gets into debt, it hinders the work of God. Romans 13, 8 says, Owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. To keep you gambling, you have easy access to your credit cards. To keep you gambling, you have easy access to ATM machines. To keep you gambling, you you can get cheap food, keep you eating to gamble. Keep you gambling, drink alcohol to dull your senses so you can gamble and your savings and your personal earnings away. And when you come to your senses, you wonder, what have I done? Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109 directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today. May the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.